It's May 17th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top story today, the siege of the Azovstal steelworks appears to be over as more than 260 Ukrainian fighters, some of whom were badly wounded, were taken to Russian-controlled territories yesterday. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said the evacuation to separatist-controlled territory was done to save the lives of the fighters who endured weeks of Russian assaults in the maze of underground passages below the hulking Azovstal steelworks. Ukraine's Deputy Defense Minister, Hanna Milayar, said, Mariupol's defenders have fully accomplished all missions assigned by the command. As I discussed yesterday, Turkey is planning on blocking NATO membership for both Sweden and Finland. In a news conference yesterday, Turkish President Erdogan described Sweden as a hatchery for terrorist organizations and went on to say that neither of these countries have a clear, open attitude toward terrorist organizations. How can we trust them? Turkey accuses the two Nordic nations of harboring members of the Kurdistan Workers' Party, a group it views as a terrorist organization, and followers of Fethullah Gulen, who Ankara accuses of orchestrating a 2016 coup attempt. In addition, President Erdogan says he won't agree to admit countries which apply sanctions on Turkey. Sweden suspended arms sales to Turkey three years ago, following Ankara's military intervention in Syria. All 30 NATO members must vote yes before allowing a new member in. McDonald's announced Monday it would exit the Russian market completely after more than three decades, setting the scene for the sale of its 850 restaurants in the country. The fast food chain temporarily closed its Russian stores in March in response to the Kremlin's war on Ukraine, but continued to pay its 62,000 workers full salaries. Now, McDonald's says it is seeking a Russian buyer who will continue to pay its employees at least until a sale closes while it begins removing its iconic golden arches from stores across Russia. Almost 1,000 Western companies have curtailed their operations in Russia since the war began in late February. In my opinion, this is a huge symbolic blow to Russia, as McDonald's entering Russia 30 years ago was a sign of its reopening to the world following the collapse of the Soviet Union. However, it's also emblematic of the fact that as the war drags on, it becomes harder and harder for businesses to manage their Russian operations. Even if a ceasefire was agreed to today, businesses would not necessarily be eager to return to the Russian market, which could cause lasting economic and cultural scars from the war. Guinea-Bissau's President Umaro Sissoko Mbalo has dissolved the parliament three months after he said he had survived a coup attempt. I have decided to give the floor to Guineans so that again this year they can freely choose at the ballot box the parliament they wish to have, President Mbalo said. Guinea-Bissau has seen more than a dozen coups or attempted coups since independence in 1974. 
Britain is pressing ahead with plans to grant legal immunity to former soldiers and others involved in Northern Ireland's killings, but only if they tell the truth to a new fact-finding panel. The approach is designed to give long-retired soldiers a shield against prosecution for many of the approximately 300 killings committed by UK forces including the Bali Murphy Massacre in West Belfast in August 1971, when 10 unarmed Irish nationalists were shot dead, and Bloody Sunday in Derry in January 1972, when 13 were killed. Local officials in the French city of Grenoble cleared the way for women to wear burkinis in state-run swimming pools Monday firing up a perpetual debate over the swimsuit perceived by some as an affront to France's secularist traditions. The burkini, an all-in-one swimsuit mainly worn by Muslim women, has consistently raised controversy among many right-wingers and some feminists who argue it is a symbol of Islam's unequal treatment of women. Grenoble is the second city in France to allow burkinis in state-run swimming pools, after lawmakers approved the changes in Wren in 2018. North Korea on Tuesday reported another large jump in illnesses believed to be COVID-19 and encouraged good health habits as a mass outbreak spreads through its unvaccinated population. Military officers were also deployed to distribute medicine. State media said the North's antivirus headquarters reported an additional 270,000 people were found with fevers and six people had died. That raises North Korea's deaths to 56 after more than 1.48 million people became ill with fever since late April. The number of Costa Rican institutions hit in a wave of cyber attacks in the past month has grown to 27, President Rodrigo Chavez said on Monday in one of the earliest challenges to face the new leader during his first month in office. The attacks have had an enormous impact on foreign trade and tax collections in the Central American country, Chavez acknowledged in comments to reporters barely a week after he was sworn in as president. Chavez did not provide an updated list of institutions targeted by the hackers. In lighter news, romance is available for those who can pay. As a secluded space inside Paris's Moulin Rouge, a historic red windmill will be up for rent on Airbnb for just three overnight stays. The Moulin Rouge was established as a dance hall in 1889, featuring a cabaret show that included the first can-can performance. It was damaged by fire in 1915, but was restored and is still a performance venue today. Bookings begin Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for individual one-night stays for two guests on June 13th, 20th, and 27th. It costs just one euro for each overnight stay, according to a release from Airbnb. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at daily at the dsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. And 
bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, our bonus brief was a conversation with Josh Kurlancic, a senior fellow for Southeast Asia at the Council on Foreign Relations, about the election in the Philippines. Thanks to our new members like Shirley from Mississippi and our longtime members like Ryan from Pennsylvania for making these interviews possible. Go to the DSRnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, tune into Deep State Radio later today to your analysis of the latest news about the war in Ukraine. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. <laughs>